What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the New York Minute. I am your host, Burt Richardson, and today is the final spoiler review from me on the Fantastic Battles. We're here at the end, and we've seen some amazing stuff. You might even say it's been fantastic. <laughs> Once again, I'm going to leave the link to the article in the description below. So let's get right into it, man. This is it. This is the last spoiler article for this 200-card box, and I'm super excited to see what we see. Okay, today's article is called Scroll and Bones. Ooh, man, let's see what we got. First up, we have Super Scroll. At level 1, he is a 2-5 with 6 life. Good stat block. Scroll Soldier, that's a keyword. At the start of your turn, you may put a minus 1, minus 1 counter on an enemy character. First Faker. He needs 4 XP to level up. At the end of your turn, Super Scroll gains 1 XP for each of the following face-up characters. Human Torch, Invisible Woman, Mr. Fantastic, and The Thing. So this guy feels like the evil counterpart to Mr. Fantastic, but he's actually a little bit slower. You have to be able to keep your 4, 5, 6, and 7 cost characters face up. If you can do that, he's going to flip, but he can't flip realistically until turn 4. Four or five. He's as slow as Mr. Fantastic, if not slower. Let's see what he does at level two. All right. So Super Scroll level two. He has wings, six, six, six health, and he has cosmic energy power receptors. When Super Scroll levels up, he gains the keyword and superpowers he doesn't already have from the following face-up characters, Human Torch, Invisible Woman, Mr. Fantastic, and The Thing. When Human Torch, Invisible Woman... Mr. Fantastic or The Thing appears, Super Scroll gains the keyword and superpowers he doesn't already have from them. So, I mean, he's going to pay you back, right? I'm worried about this. I'm worried about the level up condition, but if this guy levels up, he can steal Human Torch's Flame On. He can steal uh, Where'd She Go from Invisible Woman. He can steal uh, the Inventor Power from Mr. Fantastic. You're going to have to cheat with this guy. This feels like a combo setup. You're going to have to get those big drop guys out much quicker. And when you do, he doesn't even have to he doesn't even have to do anything. He just takes what they do and you can get like double genius triggers. You can do like clobbering time. And this guy's good this guy's going to be a house when he levels. It's it's hard to say where he stands though in current in outer space currently. Next up, we have Human Torch. He is Fantastic Four affiliated main character. Flight range 245, flame on. During the main, put three plus one plus one counters on the human torch. Pyrogenesis, that's his level up. He needs eight. When the human torch gains any number of plus one plus one counters, he gains that much XP. This is going to be really easy to do. Uh, two flame ons and a solo will get you a turn, turn two level. You can do like power ups, calls, synergies. And this guy is gonna this guy is gonna level up before you know it. Let's see what he does at level two. At level two, he has flame on still. He's a six six five health flight range. Nova burst during the main. Pay a blue. Put minus one minus one counters equal to the number of plus one plus one counters Human Torch has. Divide it as you choose on any number of enemy supporting characters. That feels a little weak compared to flame on. And Nova burst really only happens when you're ahead. So you might as well just keep paying for Flame On and make him unkillable. I like this guy. He's really easy to level, but that 5 life is going to hurt him in the long run. If Nova Burst worked on the main character, this guy would be super, super, super amazing in my opinion. But currently, 
board clearing the enemy op opposing characters isn't going to be as impactful as you think it should be. You, generally speaking, want to play eight blues, some number of good team attackers, solo, match, and just win the race that way. Definitely worth a shot, though. Invisible Woman at level one. She's a zero six flight, five life, mass invisibility. During the main, you pay yellow. Each character in the Invisible Woman's row has invisibility this turn. Light Bender, that's her level up. She needs six. When any number of characters on your side hide, Invisible Woman gains that much XP. Uh, this is really easy to flip, and it doesn't say other than her, so she's always going to get at least one. Yeah, fantastic. Also, I'd like to point out, she has a six butt, and she has wings. So, if she's blocking Alicia Masters turn one, she's a six six. Keep in mind, though, if you attack with a six six Invisible Woman, she won't be able to hide, because invisibility needs you to be ready at the end of turn. At level two, she's a 410, flight, five life. She still has mass invisibility, and she gains psionic force fields. During any combat, pay a blue or a green. Characters in the combat can't strike this combat. That seems really, really good. I don't like being pulled apart from the yellow ability, but if you're playing this for the long run, because she has 10 defense, she's going to live. Uh, green can open up some healing. Blue can open up good team attacks with Human Torch. And she just refuses to take hits. That seems really good. You're probably going to want to hide her a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Seems good to me. Five life doesn't scare me with this lady. The Thing at level one. He's a 5-3, 6 life. Defender of Yancey Street. During the main, pay a red. Until the start of your next turn, characters on your side can't be attacked while they're being protected by the Thing. The ever-loving blue-eyed Thing. Level up four. When the Thing is attacked, he gains an XP for each character he's protecting. This... I'm going to tell you right now, this is almost impossible for him to actually level up. We've seen abilities like this on other main characters. And the thing that you have to be aware of is your opponent's never going to attack when it's advantageous for you. This guy could probably be level one until turn five, turn six. That feels mega bad. This guy might actually be the worst main character in the box. Let's see what he does at level two. Maybe, maybe you can... Maybe it's worth the effort. At level 2, he's a 10-6, six, 6 life, and he has its clobbering time during the combat pay green. The thing gets plus 10, plus 0, and can't be stunned. That's amazing. That's really, really good. He'd be a 26 on the crack. He can't get cracked back. I really wish he had a different XP con. It's going to be hard to justify playing this guy. You, so <laughs> you got to play reds, man. You have to play reds. You have to play all kinds of evasive guys. And I, I honestly don't know that he gets there. This feels mega bad to me. Uh, let's take a look at Super Scroll. He's a seven cost supporting character, frightful team, six six with two life. Super Scroll Engineering. At the start of your main phase, choose one. Put three plus one plus one counters on Super Scroll. Super Scroll gets plus ten plus zero and can't stunned during his next attack this turn. Super Scroll can attack protected characters this turn, or. Super Scroll has Shrink and Tough until your next turn. He also has Push the Limits during the main. Pay a red. Choose another effect from Super Scroll Engineering. So for a red, you get two of these abilities. You probably, I would imagine you always want to pick the Human Torch one because that's what he's doing. He's, imp he's impersonating the Fantastic Four, right? So a seven drop nine nine with two health is good enough. If you pay a red, he can also get, can attack, protect the character. So he can actually walk the opponent. I like this guy a lot. 
if you're playing defensive, he can get shrinking tough. You definitely want this guy to have two when he comes down. He can't come down with just one. Seems decent, though. Next up, we have Diablo. Three cost, four, four, one life. Frightful team. Master Alchemist. During the main, Diablo pays any two, yellow or green or blue or red. Choose a supporting character on your side. They gain the following based on what he paid. For yellow, the character gains wings. For earth, green, the character gains plus five, plus zero. Blue is fire, the character gains range. Water is red, the character gains plus five defense. This thing's really good. He can pay for himself, which is really, really cool. I, I like the different possibilities that this guy has. For me personally, on the draw, he's bad against Jessica Jones. But if your opponent's not playing her, you can have him be a 9-9, or you can have him be a 4-9 with range, or a 4-9 with flight. Uh, there's a lot of different possibilities, and it doesn't have to go on him. That's the really, really, really cool part about it. Putting putting these abilities on some 4-drops, some 5-drops, right? Doombot, Kristoff. This guy means a lot more than, than, than his stat line. His stat line doesn't line up against other 3s, but... Diablo's super playable in my opinion. I can't wait to see the combos, the combinations that people use. Impossible Man. He's a six drop. Flight. Six six. One life. Frightful team. Omnifarious. Impossible Man can be played as a frightful equipment with cost one or a frightful plot twist instead of as a supporting character. That's really interesting. Wow. He's three, he's three different cards in one. That's cool. While he's in equipment, the equipped character has plus two, plus two. So it's a one drop, two, two on your main character, potentially. That's good. As a plot twist during the combat, put a plus one, plus one counter on a character on your side in the combat. I'm not really interested in the plot twist side of this. The equipment side is what matters to me. I'm not paying six cost for a six, six with one life in the air. But a one drop equipment, we talked about Dr. Doom last week. And this guy means a lot <laughs> for Dr. Doom. Keep an eye out on Impossible Man. That rate is actually really good on the equipment. One cost, you get plus two, plus two. That's good for, like, active camouflage from the Predator battles. Does that same thing. Yeah, you're going to want to play this if you're playing Dr. Doom, I'd say. Very, very playable. It also matters in other decks, right? If you need a plot twist, he counts as a plot twist. So the wizard would love to pick this guy up. Loki from the original set, Good Phoenix, right? Because he counts as a character while he's in your graveyard. That seems really good. Really, really good. Molecule Man, six drop, five nine, two life, range. Molecular Manipulation. During the main, pay a blue or discard an unstable molecule's plot twist to choose one. Matter to Energy. KO another supporting character on your side. Put plus one, plus one counters equal to its cost on a character on your side. Energy to matter. Remove any number of plus one, plus one counters from a character on your side. You may put a character with cost equal to that number from your KO pile on your side. I'm really interested in energy to matter. That feels like, that feels like a combo piece. That feels like a combo piece to me. Uh, we talked about Human Torch earlier. So being able to like discard seven drops or eight drops and get them for free from your KO pile for a blue seems really strong. Keep an eye out on Molecule Man. The fact that he has two life means you're going to get to do one of these things at least once. And energy to matter is really, really strong. 
If he pays a blue and revives a seven or eight, that could swing the game in such a way that your opponent can't catch up. Especially if you have like all kinds of like plus one, plus one counters on your main character or even random stuff like Firestar from Spider Friends. This thing's, this, this guy is a house. Definitely keep an eye on this guy. Mephisto, this is the one character I've been waiting to see. He's an 8-drop, 7-12, 3-life, frightful team. Bond with Zarathos. During the build, you pay a blue. KO another supporting character on your side and put a Ghost Rider supporting character from your hand onto your side. Deal with the devil. During the build, you pay a yellow. Offer a deal to an enemy player. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop here because I have a feeling the deals are gonna be super broken. But the first ability... I happen to believe that if Mephisto comes down with 7-drop Defender Ghost Rider, you're probably ahead on the game. I don't really like his stats enough for him to come down alone. So he either has to come down with Ghost Rider or come down and offer a deal immediately. Let's check out what these deals are. You may offer a deal with the Devil. Here's how it works. The deal must involve at least two elements. For example, the offer can't just be I draw 10 cards. Okay, there can only be one offer for the deal. This is a take it or leave it situation as Mephisto hates negotiation. That's funny. The deal can only involve game effects. For example, you can't offer money, obviously. The deal must be able to resolve immediately. Nothing, nothing that affects later turns or games, okay? So it has to be in the now, in the right now, based on the board state and information that all players have. All parts of the deal resolve simultaneously. That's fair. Here's some examples of some deals you can make. I draw five cards if you draw 10 cards. Seems fair. If you're behind, that seems amazing, right? If your opponent's ahead on card advantage, you don't really care, generally speaking. Wound your main character and put a supporting character from your hand on your side. So if I wound my main character, I get to any card from my hand onto, onto my side. That seems fair. <laughs> it's really not though, but okay. You choose a character on your side and a character on my side and we stun them both. That seems fair. And I discard my hand and you lose the game. Okay, so Mephisto is actually really strong. You should be paying for this. And I'm glad it's not once per turn make a deal for free. You're going to have to be very, 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 very sophisticated in how you word your deals. Let's make a deal, opponent. If I wound my main character, I'm going to draw 10 cards. Is that fair? Your opponent... Generally speaking, your opponent is not supposed to accept your deals. They're always supposed to say no. But sometimes it could be advantageous for your opponent to accept the deals. Hey, opponent, if you wound your main character, you can draw five cards. If they're behind, they're going to take the deal. I like this guy a lot. He's definitely going to be in decks for me. And again, to harp on this again, he cannot come down alone and not offer a deal or come out with Ghost Rider. He has to come down with Ghost Rider or make a deal immediately because he doesn't have wings, he doesn't have range, he has three life, but he's not that good on rate. Yeah, I love Mephisto, man. I can't wait to ramp into this guy and make crazy deals with the opponent. This thing seems insane. Uh, it looks like our last card is a plot twist. It's called Observe and Adapt. It's frightful. You may play this as a copy of any plot twist in an enemy KO pile. This loses the enemy plot twist team affiliations. Um, what are some really hot pickups from the opponent? Backup plan, right? You wouldn't like her when she's angry. Dramatic entrance. Think again. Fall back. 
Shock to the system, right? Generally speaking, I, I like I like two to three of these in the main deck if you're on a frightful main character. I don't think I'm personally happy with this unless it wins me the game though. But it could be literally anything and depending on the board state, it could be the swingiest card in your deck. Keep an eye on Observe and Adapt. This thing feels like it's supposed to be in your decks, especially if you're playing a frightful main character. Uh, and that's all we got for today. So there's a lot to, oof, there's a lot to unpack here. I'm really liking Human Torch, Invisible Woman main characters. Super Scroll seems a little slow. And the thing, the thing might not be able to get there a lot of the time. It's so sad too, because uh, the thing might not be able to get there. Super Scroll on 7 seems good. I like him if he comes down as a 9-9 with another cool keyword. Uh, Diablo's gonna be in a lot of decks, I think. If he can dodge Jessica Jones, at, at the very worst, he's gonna be a 4-9 with wings on 3 on the play. That seems really strong. Impossible, man. This guy feels like a staple, in my opinion, especially for Doctor Doom. Molecule, man. This guy feels like he can win you the game a lot of the time. If you're gung-ho on getting your board super, super big and you can afford to, to remove six, seven, eight plus one, plus one counters, he's going to pay you back 100%. And then Mephisto on eight, if he comes down with a blue or a yellow, he's going to swing the game nine times out of 10. I like to believe that if he's the only evil character in your deck, your Ghost Rider will be able to two for one like he used to back in the old days. That's all I got. These have been some amazing cards, man. Yeah, can't wait for this set to drop May 13th, so next Wednesday. We're gonna, we're gonna wrap this up by saying I'm excited to get back into outer space and I would love to start throwing out some fantastic battles, deck theories or deck constructions in, in later episodes of the New York Minute. So stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meantime, I'm your host, Burr Richardson. Thanks for listening.